Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Real, Real Talk, Talk with Teens. Teens. You know, uh, being busy with school doesn't leave you much time to watch any Netflix, even though Netflix is the most amazing thing ever. But I watched this documentary that really opened my eyes up and gave me more context and background of what the prison system looks like and why there needs to be a change and who are the people most targeted. And Cindy and I watched this documentary at different times, but it really helped both of us shape our views and have a better understanding of what needs to be changed in the prison systems today. If many of you guys are wondering what this film is, if many of you guys haven't heard of it, it became really, really popular um, during the end of May and early June. It was one of the documentaries that kind of blew up on Netflix and it went viral because what's happening, what happened to these five five young, young kids at the time, known as the Exonerated Five, was one of the most horrific and just saddening saddening thing I've ever watched and seen. Watching this documentary is extremely, extremely necessary and powerful. Um, so this, this documentary specifically focused on these exonerated five. Um, so these are kids that I believe were like age 14 through 16. Mm-hmm. And these were five kids who were... Uh, of African-American and one that was Hispanic. Hispanic descent, and they were all of color. They were charged, um, they were charged with rape. Um, and, um, and they were charged of rape and they were charged of assault. of assault, there we go. They were charged of sexual assault and rape. And this, this tissue really, this issue really hit home because these five kids, they did not commit the crime. Um, there was DNA proof that people wanted to deny and they ignored it there was continual continual there was force for them to claim that it was them they said if they didn't claim it was them they had them in investigation in a room for interrogation without food without water without their parents at some points and some of the parents didn't know what to do and they were forced and told that if they didn't say what they wanted them to say or sign those papers they wouldn't be let out if many of you guys still are really confused, like, how is it possible to um, force these people? Um, the environment that they were in at that time, they were pressured. They, you're legally at that time, you're not supposed to be alone with an investigation to without a parent. But they forced the parent out of the room and they only were able to, they targeted practically the child. Um, Using force. Exactly. And any force necessary. Physical, mental abuse they experienced. It was, it was, man, that, it was, it was an emotional ride for me and Dahlia watching this film because... I, I don't remember not bawling my eyes out. It was... Yeah. I don't it, think I, it, it really yeah. hit you at the end. I'm going to say this, and I say it over and over. Cindy has heard it multiple times. As we try to make this podcast a little bit... A little test runs, but... Um, <laughs> it made me shed real tears. And by real tears, I'm not joking around. I really shed a tears. I watched the documentary with my mom, too. We both watched it together, and we really just saw how... How it really gets hard for individuals who are really pressured and attacked because of their race, because it continues to happen. Where, uh, like recently, I don't know if you heard on the news. Did you hear on the news? Like the a police officer that went into somebody's house and like they um. Oh my gosh! No, they shot was, her. That was absolutely disgusting. And what then happened. somebody um like a spokeswoman or something. She she came to talk and she was like, I found a police officer in the back of my like my backyard, but I feared. Oh my gosh, my dog might get shot. But if I was a woman of color. 
I would have been scared. Am I going to get shot? And that is an amazing point brought about that people many times ignore because, yeah, sometimes those experiences, you don't face them firsthand. And that's why the issue seems so broader up in the air. You're like, oh, wait, but how, what can I do? I'm not of that ethnicity. How can I contribute? And people who are of that ethnicity might be like, oh, you're faking it. You don't really understand. But this woman just really clarified that we can all come to the understanding of what that issue is because it's necessary. And in, when the documentary series, when they see us, we saw how children basically spent their lives in jail and once getting out of those just it was not the same thing but they didn't hide in the shadows anymore they fought for preserving that that new right they were given and to prevent that from happening further guys when i say privilege is real guys privilege is real i'm gonna be honest there's i don't know how people still live their lives thinking that there's no such thing as privilege and like at the end of the day we all have some sort of privilege you know it, it whether it be just simple things like having both of your parents together while another person um has the parents separated um whether it be the fact that you are of a different race if you have a lighter complexity if you are white compared to a person of color that is hispanic or of african-american descent that's that's privilege and people one thing that is commonly brought about is that but why why is is it shown as like I didn't ask for this like that's one thing that I, that keeps being brought up my problem isn't that that people are like I didn't ask for this but it's the fact that you don't recognize it because if you recognize it, it you're able to do positive things with it you know there's many many people that are a white this uh that are white and they advocate for people of color that they use their power and their privilege to be heard to use that stand to help those people that need them need need them to use their privilege because we identify privilege so much as this negative connotation and i see how it would be identified with a negative connotation but we only it's identified to a negative connotation because we let it be because if we don't recognize privilege if you are of color if you are of color if you if you you know that it's real that a white person gets to an extent some sort of it gets easier to some extent for them and yes may, maybe both people might work hard but it's not like it's not like there's still a difference you can tell right away off the spot sometimes even with the most minimal of acts you can tell that there's a difference between what people of different races feel and what they fear because the fears that someone might have the hopes and dreams that people of different races have in common although they have things in common there is this overall thing like cindy mentioned of privilege they don't realize it but sometimes things are made more accessible and more achievable it seems for people who are not of those different races because they're given that privilege and it is mostly used as a negative connotation but we really need to come to the understanding that it is real and it's not going to go away anytime soon if we don't really talk about it because like i've seen have you seen a hearse face like people like completely deny privilege like in front of yeah. your face yeah. like I, i've seen it so many times and it infuriates me because like a person of color like it like it's so visible to a person of color because it's like you see it right in front of you the discrimination happening you see the injustices that are happening faced upon you to your parents to yourself to to like these people who did nothing wrong but apparently sometimes in this country being born of color is a sin because they, like i just don't understand that that it really infuriates me because you should, instead of bracing your color instead of showing how beautiful it is to be brown to be black people like just 
it's just it's so sad and the fact that that people don't recognize it i think that i'm gonna be honest right here and cindy knows this to be true i don't have that much time to spend watching documentaries i love documentaries i'm not gonna lie i really do if you guys have any recommendations hit me up guys <laughs> but if it weren't for cindy bringing up this topic and telling me about another documentary she watched and talk to me more about privilege i wouldn't really recognize it as that name really to be honest i do recognize me as other people having more of a like right and more of the sense of like oh i can get there and it's more achievable but i think i'm i'm part of this too i didn't know what privilege was i really didn't and until cindy gave me the definition and identified that to me and explained it a little bit more until we went to that conversation i came to the understanding of oh wait i've seen that before yeah like i don't know it, it just to just bring it about that like yeah of course we're not all gonna understand what that is yeah i just want to emphasize i want to emphasize it's not that you have privilege that you didn't ask for you didn't want and it's not that that it's not that it's what you do with that privilege it's how you act if you if you ignore that you have privilege and continue living this this myth and idea that you don't have it this is where we see this deadly cycle continue and this is where we see this continuity of environment that we're still living of discrimination and racism continuity this is this is where we see this this like idea we deny progress because we stop it at a standpoint we do not want to recognize what's happening we see discrimination happen and we're like but it's not as bad as it was before it might not be as horrible as we might say slavery but it's still happening it still hurts people and there are many cases where people use their power to their advantage and place people of color in horrible situations to make them look bad as we saw in that documentary and many times even not shown through that documentary people are placed in situations where they're put into jail for no reason they have not committed anything they lose their jobs because of what somebody might say about them or they face constant harassment and that is something that is not talked about enough and something that people do know that's happening but just turn away from that fact exactly so one thing i just want to emphasize also remind everyone we all no matter what we all have some sort of privilege to an extent and it's just what we do with it and you guys are might be like how does this intertwine in the world with when they see us or what we were just talking about the exonerated five but it intertwines because these kids keep in mind keep that into consideration keep that into mind kids we're talking kids all right we're not talking full-fledged adults they were kids 14 to 16 year olds like kids like people my age le- lo- younger than me Living- they should be in school and like what you're doing now they weren't able to do because of what happened to them what was taken and ripped apart from them that childhood was ripped apart from them and when they came back from that system from jail they were not that same 14 year old no they were not and it's not like they're gonna walk out of those doors and everyone's gonna give them a helping hand. Mm-mm. That is not true. For one of those cases, it really hit me like really hard was he came back and every day he would talk to his dad while in prison. They'd always have conversations. But coming out of jail, he wanted to see his father. He came back home and to what? A home that was completely changed from what he knew. A room that was no longer his. His dad had found another partner they had their own kids and he felt like he didn't belong and the other partner of his uh, his par- his dad's partner pushed him aside and told him why are you even here you're 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 a criminal and when he went out looking for a job you can't erase the fact that you are known as a rapist on your record and that 
prevented him from finding a multitude of jobs. It's not that people say, oh, they're not looking for a job. They came out of jail. They could have looked for a better job. Why do they go back and return to doing drugs? Why do they return and go back to doing crimes? Why? Because their life has been completely changed. You're not going to come out of jail being the same person. Situations are going to change. People are no longer going to look at you the same way. Family even turn your back on you sometimes. And coming out of the situation, he was not allowed to work with another person that committed a crime to be in the same shift as them or be near them. You don't know how much that limits an opportunity. People see that on your record or people hear about that going on in the news, especially their story. They don't want you near their kids. And this goes on. Keep in mind, guys, he didn't commit the crime. He's paying for something that he didn't commit. He came back to a society that shunned him. Like, if he was a piece of, a piece of garbage that they can just separate and put aside. That's not and this is why the cycle continues. Yeah. You put a blame on someone that didn't do anything. You say, oh, we're sorry. We messed up. But really, are you going to put those people's lives back together? Exactly. Do they get that back? Exactly. They don't. Well said. It's just, this, this documentary opened... I already knew that the that the incarceration in the prison system was just already screwed up from the, before this document. But this just shows, like, this is evidence, like, what happened. Like, this document just is proof and evidence of these, like, five kids who got their lives ripped apart, guys. Because because of their, their skin color. Because, because it, it was a time, and it's still a time, apparently, at times, where being the color of your skin, it, it seems just, like, it's like a sin to the world when it's not and it's just it's overwhelming it's frustrating and it's just I got so emotional because it was also the little things of that film you know when when Raymond came into that into the office with his grandma and his dad and his he was his dad couldn't stay there with him because his dad had to go to work or else he wasn't going to pay the bills or his grandma that didn't speak any Spanish but um he couldn't help it because he could she couldn't understand what they were saying like it's those little things you know those are for the i it was one of the smallest things in that film but i paused that video and i bawled my eyes out because i relate to that part so much and it's so frustrating that that it's so sad that although he although they came to see to like be there for the son to take him out of that position yet the people and the police and the people that were in that part they just shunned him like they were like nope well he's gonna stay and exactly. this isn't to be this isn't to target like police or cops because no, no, no. i know that like there's there's amazing there's, people out there there are good cops there out are, there and there's there some are. bad cops guys. and and it's because of those other people that they're ruining it for the whole idea of it the whole idea of police and that trust is fading away because of the bad people but doesn't mean that everyone is bad just like all other human beings there are some people who commit errors and there are people that do horrible stuff but in the end we don't all commit that stuff and we're all human and we need to come to that understanding. Just because somebody did something, that doesn't represent their whole community, to be say. And I think that's a really hard message for people to come across. And that's a message that needs to be spread. Don't identify a certain religion based on one person you saw. Don't base a certain race based on what you've heard or one person's actions. Do not base that on that. Because yes, there are a lot of differences. And yes, I'm not saying that every person on this world is the nicest and kindest human being ever. And that will be the best human ever. But I want us to believe in the respect and come closer. Accept those differences, but at the same time, have respect. Accept those differences and find things in common. Because in the end, we focus too much on those differences. And I know this went off on another thing, but I really want to emphasize that. Because 
don't know. I think I, I talked to Sydney about this last. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember that I talked yeah. to you about how like religion and stuff? Yeah, we were just talking about how like, at times we kind of we see so much our differences and how we kind of look different or believe different things instead of the real spectrums. We guys we have one thing sim- similar and that's we're all human. We we're, all bleed red. We're all humans and humanity is what's important and we should all fight for each other no matter our differences, no matter where you are in the world, no matter if you're on the other side of the continent. Guys, we're we're humans. Humanity first overall. Humanity first above everything. It's just it's disappointing because a lot of times people just see those differences. Like for example, like with these with these children, how they focus so much on on their race and they target them because of their race and they 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 were put into this position because they weren't lucky enough to 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 be rich, to, to be affluent and it's just it's so it's just it's so sad. And a lot of you guys may be wondering like <laughs> I'm just going off and it sometimes it doesn't might not make sense make sense but this is it's a real issue for a lot of people. I mean even like for those people who go go into prison guys the incar- I'm gonna give you guys a statistic from the Bureau of Justice Statistics and the US Department of Justice. This is a twenty eighteen update and it says quote unquote an estimated 68% of released prisoners were arrested within three years, 79% within six years, and 83% within nine years. You guys, that's a way too much. That's not way too high. That's how many people were brought out of the system and then quickly came back into it. This is the recidivism rate. And it's just, it's furious because you see those numbers, you guys, it should be clear to many people that we're doing something wrong that if we have these high of a number compared to other countries yeah. as well we see how other countries they don't have these high prevalent numbers and why don't they have those numbers they focus on helping communities they don't attempt to what's it called they don't attempt to target people and when the evidence is not clear they talk more about it and we're still dealing with some people in jail in line for the death row who are innocent and they're still there and maybe yeah there was an error in the investigation process but sometimes they're not offered the resources or tools or they were victims themselves of abusive power that they're not able to get to that point and what they sit on death row too they sit on death row after what 20 years they're still there and sometimes they're innocent and they're still there so we really need to take into consideration just how much our prison systems need to change because we're filling prisons many times with people. Sometimes, okay, here's another thing. Cindy and I talked about this last term. How money talks. Money talks millions, oh millions. Did you hear literally what happened? I was, I think it was yesterday, the day before, guys. I was coming to school in the morning and the radio was on and apparently Lauren, I believe Lauren Huffman, the person, one of the persons that was involved in the college scandal got 13 13 13 days in jail guys 13 days in jail for because they were affluent they had that luxury of being rich of being an actress of having this reputation and it's just it's not okay for people who are lucky enough to have to 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 be of this 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 level to get a free pass because it's just it's not wishing it's just it's unfair it's what? It's extremely frustrating. What's Richard? 
Andrew, would you like to Andrew, join? Would you say give your opinions give about opinion? the prison system, yeah, the incarceration prison system. What do you think? We'd like oh, opinions. Oh, this is a podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and you're wow. And we have the famous Andrew from no, GVTV. Me, no, me. Me. Daria. Wow, you, you guys do have a very good mic. That's, yeah, we just got it now. <laughs> That's so cute. That's awesome. Okay, um, continue. Go ahead. What, prison reform? Yeah, what do you yeah, think? What, is, what, do you, what, are, what are your thoughts? Like, on it? You can sit down if you want. How do you think the U.S. deals with it? Or, like, how do you think... What do you think the, about it? Like, just give us your insight. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I think we're really bad at in, in being able to deal with these issues. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, the U.S. and the government literally profits off people going to jail. Yeah. And that, to me, is, like, so disgusting. Yeah. I don't think that's that they profit. It's just no, that they, go ahead, go ahead. They, spend, a lot, they spend a lot of money. So, yes. Uh, but here's the thing. This is what I don't get. They spend a lot of money in creating jails and creating this system, but yet they don't invest into, like, let's say, low-income income communities. Like, I'm originally from the Valley, right? And it's really, it's low-income. And you see very high crime rates. You see very high gun violence, right? But then the issue here is, like, the amount of people that are in that neighborhood that once I've grown up to, um, that go into the system is so high. Why is it that we're investing so many, so much money into jails? Why can't we invest that money in outlets for those communities right there? And we completely, completely, you know, how, you can cut up half of the population going to jail right there. Why are we investing so much money into jails? Invest in low-income communities from like Crenshaw, from the Valley, from Panama City, who just, need just these. Just provide resources. To provide that help. provided those resources and those helps locally. And then it comes to the extent of going to jail. Um, I, know, I know people directly that have gone through that. And they're like, what? the problem is that there are no free resources near. Because the problem is that every time that you have to lean to an outlet, there's no outlet. So what do you lean in? You lean on the streets. You lean on the things that, <laughs> that are, so, are so much worse. Because you got nothing to go, go to. Because you're, in you're involved in broken homes. And you don't want to be home. And this h- hits the home. That's why I involved... That's, if you guys are hearing me right now, like, I'm talking passionately because this hits so close to home. Like, I see this face-to-face. I lived in these communities. And yet, people invest so much money, literally, in jails. Miss, oh, my gosh. Invest so much money in the creation of jails. Invest in, literally, invest. Oh, my gosh, guys. This is so frustrating. It's so... Because I've We're seen... We're waiting on your insight. I've seen the <laughs> firsthand, the result of this, mm-hmm. of the lack of outlets. I've seen very close family members be the what what has happened to them because there has been no opportunity because there was no outlets available and it's so frustrating like i can't emphasize that more because guess what the society society has shunned them in a sense it's just it's so frustrating what do you think dahlia i think it is extremely frustrating and i'm not one to have grown up in the valley and I still think that there is a lack of resources and I as a low-income student I think there is much misinformation that we're not given like honestly I feel like I'm not sometimes I feel like I won't even go to college or I won't have a future because I feel like I'm not given those resources and support to get there and I feel like from what like is presented to us I feel like like Cindy said there's so many statistics so many odds that say everything's against us and I feel like there's so much misinterpretation so much lack of resources and information from those communities themselves because communities if we don't start with communities and providing programs providing rehabilitation in local communities 
or provide help and provide education, provide a more stable community for students to be a part of, more stability for those children who might have separated parents, might face abuse at home, might be afraid to walk out on the street to go to school or afraid to walk in their own neighborhood because of the gangs and because everything is happening all at once, all thrown at them. And you're a child at this point and everything being thrown in your face, there might seem like there's no outlet. And if we don't provide those resources of schools, of rehabilitation, and support from other adults that are willing to be there, people turn on to the worst cases and become what was considered worst people because they don't have that support. And if you don't have that support there, it just feels like you really aren't going to get anywhere and it feels like this is your only destination there's no way out. Can I just stop you guys and say, uh, you know, it's really awesome that Dahlia and Cindy have made this amazing <laughs> podcast and that you should totally support them and that... Uh, yeah. If you got this far in the podcast, if we didn't bore you, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry guys, if we bored you. Yeah. yeah. But, and like I said this, okay, on Soul, Com- oh, Soul, pa- Soul Pancake is a channel on, it's on, it's a YouTube channel, right? And there was a small documentary series that they made about people, these women that were incarcerated in Oak- Oklahoma, I believe. And Oklahoma, I believe, has the highest women incarceration or the incar- incarceration rate. And they interviewed one of the ladies, and one of the ladies said and this like vividly kind of just struck me was she said if you if I because in in her incarceration um experience she people this is also an important thing being able to bring like programs inside jail to get people yes. being able to be easier to go into society yes. is important if like, you don't provide that you think all of a sudden people are going to walk out of jail feeling right in like oh it was just a vacation I'm back with my job exactly. I'm back with my family that is not the case and if, like Cindy said, if we don't provide those education systems and that help in jails, counseling, and all this other support, maybe they'll find careers in jail. But if we don't provide that then and there, you ripped apart from somebody a chapter of their life, years, years of their life, and they come out not knowing where they fit in, getting disgusted looks from other people. Yeah. And we really need to provide that support so that it can make it easier and I know it's not going to make it easier in its totality because you suffer so much abuse throughout those years in jail. Not knowing how your life is going to be like if everyone forgot about you, if those relationships are going to be destroyed. What do you go to jail for? <laughs> There's a variety of things. It's, but here's the thing. A lot of people are like, well, the people commit these crimes. Why do they commit these crimes, though? If you're, like, let's say, in a low-income community and you're in a, you're placed in a situation, situation where you have no money, like someone's dying, like... Like, what do you do? Because I, I, I've heard this situation before where, where people come up with, like, you committed the crime. Mm-hmm. But this lady particularly that I was talking about previous, she's, and about the house, she's like, she said in, um, she said, what's it called? She had a program in prison to help her um, go back into society all easier. And I think it was either coding or something else. I'm not 100% sure. But she said, she said, if you think I had this when I was, when I was young, you think I would end up here? And that's proof to you guys. No one wants to end up in prison. That's not their no. dream. No that one, is not. No one's 16 doing... In a lot of cases, people who are to. in jail are because they're in horrible situations. A lot of times people, for the sake of surviving and helping their family out, they end up in horrible situations. They end up being a part or associated with people who do horrible things. And because of that association or because of the environment and the lack of resources, emphasis on that. The lack, lack of resources... resources they end up in jail. Their lives are completely transformed. 
agree. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? No, it's we like, like we like different points. Go ahead. We 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 what like inclusiveness. Think? No, we're what fine. Do you think? I'm we're sorry. fine. I don't like disagreeing. Okay, no, no, like no, what no, you no. think? See, see here's like, the here's the thing. Okay, here. It's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, this is not just me and Cindy talking. And Cindy and I were discussing this last time. We want to have more people on here so we can hear their own opinions because I am a firm believer of a variety of opinions. And if you think differently, like don't turn us off. Or don't be like, oh, I'm not going to listen to them. They're pushing their, like, opinions on me. But I think it's important to understand what the other side thinks. Yeah. And so here we have Daria. So Daria, it's share, share it with us. Important. Yeah, it's important. What do you think? We're, we're, we, we're here to hear. We're here to listen. We're fine. Obviously, each situation is, like, different and all that. Oh, wait. <laughs> Welcome to back to my ASMR <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. You're good, you're good. Obviously, each situation is, like, yeah. different and all that. But low income shouldn't be an excuse for, like, I'm in jail. No, be, we're not. What are you trying yeah, to say? We're what not. Okay, we're not. One thing I want to emphasize: we're not covering up or 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 excusing these no, situations. No. But we're. I, what I'm asking is, there's a way to solve these problems, and there's a way to like to lower. Before it. you get to jail, you get me. There's like a the there's a, there's a before you enter like, jail. There's a human. Mm-hmm. Bef- there's a human, but before there's a human, not just a number. Are you saying number. like a low income person that went to jail? Mm-mm. Or what are you? Tr- I don't what, understand. What Cindy's trying to say, and I think my confused might have confused this whole conversation. But uh, she wants to say, and what I think I'm saying, I don't know if I understood correctly. But what I'm saying is uh, providing the resources and funds in low-income communities so we can prevent those jails oh. and prevent those people because from committing people crimes. in low-income communities, because so like them like struggling to have like because oh, yeah. food and mm-hmm. exactly. resulting them to like mm-hmm. stealing mm-hmm. yeah yeah because kind of, yeah, there's been instances where people trabaja yeah but <laughs> why you how many do you have you have you heard about many times I've, people fill out um applications but they don't get a job go just go okay oh. so it's very close to home with me yeah. because okay. my deal had that situation happen to him uh-huh. but also he I guess in his situation, didn't put that much effort into yeah. trying to mm-hmm. like to get a job. Yeah, because yeah. we both had the same start. He mm-hmm. acts like as though we had like a better life than him. No, we both came to America. I didn't come up. She's like, no, she's talking about her family. Like, yeah. She's like, don't target me, guys. Don't target We're me. We're about love and peace here. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Please don't <laughs> send me back. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Anyway, we both like. My parents and him had the same start, but my parents like worked their ass off to give us a good life and whatever. And he, he had like his wife and all. His wife kicked him out and all that. I don't want to say his story because it's not my story to say. Mm-hmm. But it's just that seeing him like on the streets is like sad because he could have worked the same amount as we could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I See, think like, it, that's and it, we that's didn't important. have like any like special things given to us. No, mm-hmm. we both started. We both started the same field, coming to a new place, not knowing anybody, and still working our ass off. Yeah, I mean, I See, understand that. I think it's di- I it's, think it's, I understand it's that. different for like every person, yeah. obviously. But for at least my experience, because I have like direct, really direct people who have been impacted by this. When you're, what I'm asking also is equity. Like you're given the same opportunity in in your circumstances you've been given, because, um, like low income. Um, I have someone really close to home that we were that we were in a home that was extremely toxic, but he told me straight up, and when I asked him, he said, "How am I supposed to 
direct how am I supposed to lean on outlets if if there are no outlets free outlets available mm. across the street how how are you supposed to do that yeah. when you have gangs what do you mean outlets like outlets like, resources, like people like, like programs like yeah. to prevent oh. like that abuse and stuff kind of thing that's what you meant by outlets yeah. I was like what do you mean outlets oh no, yeah, no, no yeah. it's okay like yeah we outlet. need <laughs> yeah. like no. plug in my iPhone yeah. charge it power like, bank like he had he literally told me he, he was, there was people that there was teachers that told him straight up you're not gonna make it See, that's like, what I mean. That's what they said to my sister, that she shouldn't even, like, bother applying to a scholarship because she's not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And guess who got a $1,000 scholarship when the smartest person in the class did not get shit? Just saying. Well, see, yeah. <laughs> but, like, really, this whole thing is about not just, like, what it could be interpreted as, like, oh, it's a, like, we're using it as an excuse. We just really, what I want to emphasize on my part is a way let's, provi- let's prevent it before it happens let's really go and go to visit those communities and if we have the power to let's start shaping those communities to prevent stuff from occurring and stop from escalating and so we can see those numbers see that percentages drop because if we want change let's start off before that because if you want to do it afterwards there might not be that much success and people might not take it the right way and people have been affected in different ways because of the prison system that they could have anger, resentment, or disappointment. So let's really clarify things before it happens. And let's just hope we can live in a world where there can be understanding and there could be resolutions before problems become too big. Yeah. There's a child before an inmate, guys. Mm-hmm. There's a person, like, I just. I, okay, I don't, I think people might be interpreting like, oh, I'm making excuses for them. I'm not making excuses. Like, I don't, uh, what they, what they, what, what, what has, what they decided to go the route, it was a, as which, it was a route that they chose. It was a decision that they made and it wasn't, it, I, it wasn't the best, but, but it's also important to recognize that what's behind those purposes behind those intentions and the background behind it before we come here and judge before we come here and like I totally understand where Daria is also coming from because there's also different circumstances where people don't even try at all exactly and those are those are just not and yeah those are instances where like they're not putting in the effort but I also want to keep in mind recognize there's people who put in the effort all the time but yet they don't get a call back and they don't and do you have any other words they just they gotta resolve to other things the thing is if you give like those resources if you give those resources then there'll be people who are trying and getting those and then there will be people that aren't trying and still getting that yeah what do you mean like i get what you mean how to explain it so i can clarify it's like you know how you give them the resources for all that shit Yeah, yeah yeah like like food stamps, I say food stamps. No, no, I'm not talking about like food stamps. What are you stamps. trying to? Say? I don't get. It's it. not food stamps. Like, no, no, like no, no, outlets. Resources, resources to help like them, right? Outlets, resources, outlets, outlets by like, like what's it called? Counseling, schools. I'm talking about resources like like programs outside of yes. school. They're close to home. Programs where people can. That's like that's till like midnight. And then where some are gonna they, take them seriously, and then some aren't. Mm-hmm. People are gonna. Some people are gonna take it seriously. Some people aren't. Like they're still gonna be uh, that low like, income. No, like. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. How okay, I can't describe it. It's just it's like it's where you go. It's not like a hell. It's just how do I? I don't okay. How do I describe this? I think I'm too dumb for this. No, no, no. no. What's going on. 
It's okay. Like we're not see, talking about like see, food this stamps. Is, this is no, good. This I know is you're good. not. This is good. This is. We're not talking about like this is the discord. Yeah. No. I'm like I'm talking. I'm just gonna be saying cut off cut off the amount of money you're putting into jails and put them into like outlets in local communities. Put them in outlets in every community that needs them. Like there's people who who are in the gun that gun bias is is very very prevalent in cities. So why not give like why why not give outlets to, to to communities where gun violence gangs are um are very very high where 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 you see um these low resourced uh schools where we see education like yeah, there's no funding for education. Then Compa- there's, like, they don't have programs. Like, let's say our school. So yeah. people are occupied, like you, me, yeah. or Cindy. She has a club, and she has, like, another activity. And it, like, not necessarily, like, money-wise, but, like, having activities for them to do and yeah. be a part of so they can have that build that sense of community uh, and unity so they stay away from that they're like preoccupied you get me uh, because sometimes in those instead of turning yes exactly. yeah because a lot of these children in long communities aren't coming from broken homes uh, i there's i know people who came from broken homes and they lean on the bad stuff because there wasn't a, a free outlet that you could go to down me? the street does that make more sense yeah yeah but like i understand completely why there's the issue because yes there's always going to be that thing and that idea that if we put something into play there's gonna be people who take it seriously people who don't yeah. take for example school people yeah. some people come here just to hang out and have friends they're just being social let's yeah. be real they don't put the effort in yeah and then, and then at the end they start complaining oh why am i feeling why am i doing this <laughs> yeah and then there's another example that people are putting the work in they study their butts off but guess what they don't get the grades they want and why is that it's not because they're not putting the work in it's just that those people learn differently and then there's a comparison between them but i understand that completely like if you whatever system you set up or whatever thing you want to set up there's always going to be some people that take it seriously and some people that are iffy about it other people who are just like why bother so i think the thing is let's implement those resources implement those outlets and really encourage people to get it to a fact of seriousness and of unity and community and of humanity. Because overall, that's the whole message, humanity and respect. I yeah. keep saying this over and over, but I think it's important. Respect, respect, respect. Humanity. I'm a human. You're a human. Unless you come from a weird alien freaking thing. I don't know. <laughs> Mars, I come from Area 51. Mars, Saturn. Ooh, about to report you. Okay. But yeah. like, we're humans. I bleed red. You bleed red. I breathe oxygen. I exhale carbon yeah. dioxide. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're all part of this world, yeah. so let's try to our best to make it right. Yeah. So that was pretty much like the whole, our whole like podcast. We were just talking about like the incarceration system, privilege, the idea of privilege, and I think we have a lot of work to do in prison. Like we need a lot. Where there's a, criminal reform is necessary. There's a lot of things that need to be done. There's very there has been very little progress done with the criminal justice um, system with the way that we incarcerate people, the the ratio in which we incarcerate people, and just a lot of these this stuff that are very prevalent within our community. So I just want to state that. So that was another episode, a little oh. wrap up of our video. A video? What the heck? Whoa, <laughs> becoming a YouTuber. Okay. <laughs> Next thing you know, Dahlia, you're becoming you know, no, 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 a no, never, never that. You have zero subscribers. Yeah, I would. But podcast is more safe. You know, my face is not there. <laughs> but um, t- thank you for tuning in and listening. If you stayed out throughout this whole episode, I know it's a little long compared to the other ones. But thank you for listening in and all the support we've gotten. It's been pretty much on the positive side. 
and um it's still work in progress as you can tell we really don't have a format of this we just talk and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you learned something and i hope you take something from this yes so thank you guys for this team thank you guys um for tuning in and tune thank in you for our episode. special guest for yes, being here and, yes. and just really talking because we need clarification and explanations yeah. and we just really need to explain yeah, different opinions is important different opinions are great like you know you, add to you the conversation. Know. if it's you important. have different opinions like go for it we'll yeah. listen and yeah Okay, so, bye. This is Real Talk with Tings. Bye, guys. Bye. Um, tune in to next episode. Coming soon. Yes. Don't know when, but soon. Yes. Bye. Ciao.